0: We're day two of Ina Call.
1: Good morning.
0: We have some more guests. Yep. As always, I All guess. All right,
1: who's with us today? So
0: today we have Jason and Lisa from Farmington Area Public Schools in Minnesota. Welcome. Thank Good you. Good morning. Yeah, Thank you. i excited to be the first people in the morning. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Excellent. The best. Excellent. Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, I'm Jason Berg. I'm the Executive Director of Educational Services in Farmington Area Public Schools. And
1: I'm Lisa Edwards. I'm the Director of Continuous Improvement. and
0: yeah, and so we're kind of the leaders of our teaching and learning team in Farmington. Um, we're a district of about 7,200 students, but our teaching and learning team is fairly small. There's about seven of us, and this is our first trip out here. So just wow. trying to get smarter around competency-based personalized learning. And right so,
1: so how many schools are in the district? There are eight schools in yep, our district. One
0: high school, two middle schools, and five elementary schools.
1: Okay, so that's actually kind of... Similar, to, Similar to, us. to the district yep. that Matt and I both work in. Yeah. So where are you in your journey of personalized learning? Well, we've been talking about personalized learning for about four to five years now, but I would say that in the last year or two, we've really gotten going with competency-based education, and okay. adding that onto the personalized learning piece and so and we have pockets of teachers who have been doing it for a few years and are really getting to go on the go with that but um, um, we're trying to bring the whole staff on board now so we're moving it out to everyone. How's that going? Slow but steady. Yeah, (laughs) Slow but steady. (laughs)
0: Yeah I think one thing that makes us a little bit unique is um, through our strategic plan, our, our superintendent feels very strongly that people need to kind of come to things on their own. Yes. And so we've really worked hard to build a framework around personalized learning, and which has led us down the road to competency-based learning as people have changed their practices and said, well, you know because I've changed my instruction, this grading no longer works. And once I adjust my grading to move more along that proficiency, mastery, competency based path, well, now the reporting doesn't work and our assessments don't work. And so when Lisa says we have pockets, we do because people have kind of changed their practices. Our job becomes to support them. And so um, the interesting thing about that is it's not one giant implementation or initiative. So it it grows a little bit more organically, which does take a little bit more time, but the cool thing is like their work.
1: You know yes. it's like the yep.
0: teachers work and and they become you know basically obsessed with trying to learn more about it get more information figure out how to do it better awesome. and we don't have really people resisting because we're not telling them what to do and then you have the other people that are going off yes. and going right. crazy about Getting it so wow. excited about yep. it
1: yeah and I think right now we're actually working through the yeah, the teachers are used to the old-fashioned curriculum review cycles and yes. so right now we're kind of leading them through the cycle with our English language arts and it's just natural to talk about competencies in that process and so the teachers aren't even really knowing that they're doing an initiative or you know we're not talking in those terms we're just doing it and it's organic for them to be doing the competency-based education so it's very exciting to see that movement.
0: I think it's a lot like when we talk about learners that they they learn faster and quicker Mm -hmm. when they're ready for it yep and it seems like if you've had a lot of that that onboarding time as it were that the teachers are coming around to to knowing it now so they're owning it Yep. Mm -hmm. and and, and, you know when when you come to it somewhat organically like I said before it, it just is it's something that you know what we want our learners to do too you know we want them to have choice we want them to have opportunities we want to have multiple entry points And I guess from our standpoint, from kind of district administration, we need to model a little bit for our staff so that they can in turn model that for their students. And so that's kind of been a big piece for us too, is how do we create those multiple entry points for people that might be in different places along the continuum and provide support where people need it. you know just like we want to do in our classrooms
1: okay so here's why I want you guys to get to spe- get specific right so this is something we talk about a lot and as an instructional coach I try to like walk the talk right mm-hmm. show people put them in it what it feels like so what have been some of the most successful um, events or strategies that you have used to put people in to put adult learners in a personalized learning environment
0: yeah, it's some, I mean, part of it becomes, I think, just those those conversations that you have, like our yeah. like our ninth grade English department in the high school is one of the groups that has really moved forward with competency based learning, and it all started with a conversation two summers ago where. Yeah. You know, we walked in during one of their collaboration meetings and they asked a question and, um, you know, at that time I was the principal in the high school and they were my group that I worked with and I was a math person and so they asked English questions that I didn't have an English perspective on, (laughs) which which made them think differently and so as we asked questions... Again, it's more that coaching piece where they become more reflective on it and they actually come to the answers on themselves. So I think that's been a big piece for us is try to do that coaching piece and not tell people what to do, but ask really, really good questions during those pieces. And let them naturally come to the conclusions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would say another thing that we've done that's kind of practical is we've um, changed some of our professional development to be flexible and personalized to them so they can choose when and how they're doing that professional development and then it counts towards their quote-unquote hours in the district. And so that's been exciting because now they're choosing. It was a little bit difficult for some of the staff at first, and now they're just super excited. And we actually see them... Getting engaged more and in more hours, and, so. and
0: each of our teachers has the ability to create, or they they have an individual growth and development plan, which allows them to set student goals and which allows them to set professional development goals. But again, we're not we're not narrowly construing those student um, achievement goals. So we've moved beyond just necessarily content level goals but in terms of you know grit perseverance mindset you know those sorts of things which again has allowed people to expand their thought process of what they want to get better at what they want to learn more about and then again, it's it's their goal, it's their plan, and then we, we support yeah. that plan. So I think
1: the biggest thing is that we at the district are really just saying, What do you want to do? And yeah. they're coming to us with ideas, and then we're saying, Okay, what? how are you going to do it? So yeah. it's us asking them, How are you going to do it? Not us telling right. them it, how to do it, and then.
0: And if it connects to our strategic plan, we say yes. yes. And then away yeah. we go. Right so. Yep.
1: so our tagline of, of our podcast is uh, we talk through the do-dos and the don't-dos of personalized learning. Um, some people some people come to the interview kind of knowing that that's coming. Other people that's a little bit of a surprise. But um, so, if for you all, what would you give as your biggest do do for personalized learning?
0: Well, I, I mean, I think you have to empower your teachers. I think you have to provide a framework to allow them to have autonomy and give them those opportunities, you know, to connect to their purpose and, this, and the district's purpose and connect those things together. And I think when you do that and you give people freedom again it becomes their work and that's ultimately we want that to do if it, it becomes their work you're not going to stop and when it becomes our work from the district level yeah, yeah. that's when the resistors step in yeah. and start digging yeah. their heels in and they can halt things and again you know this is really from our, our, our superintendent who really believes that all we've done in education is try to tell people what to do mm-hmm. and as we've done that it really hasn't moved things because yeah. you have so many different opportunities for people to resist and so we're trying to not so much tell people what to do we create a Framework for them to work within, okay, and we support them through that, but really give them those opportunities to jump in when they're ready. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. This Thanks. has been fascinating. Yeah, you guys yeah. are welcome. So Thank we appreciate you. it. Yes. So
1: enjoy the rest of my Nicole We will. Sorry, you guys then. have Thank a great you. rest of your day
0: too. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Thanks.